another episode of The Big Question presented by Friends of Film, a podcasting in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll do part three of our favorite MCU movies ranking all 20 of them. This one tackling movies five through one. As always, I'm your host, Cooper. This week, I'm joined by Josh Daly and Colton Leakty. Let's not waste any time and just jump right in to the discussion. Going off with one that I truly, legitimately kicked off the MCU as we know it now. The Avengers, the first one, comes is. in at five. Uh, Josh, you have the lowest at number ten. Colton then had it at six. Amanda's at four, and I uh, have it at three because it holds a special place in my heart. It is a movie that... Uh, changed hollywood it was a movie that really signified what the mcu can be what it would be moving forward and i think joss whedon while not maybe um perfectly executed in everything that they do in terms of the story structure or the pacing or um the visual uh impressiveness of the film the way that he's able to bring all these different characters together for the first time Mm-hmm. make them work make it believable yep. tie in all these different uh stories it works really really well um really impressive and i think it's just got so many moments that i'll never ever ever forget that it's like the first time watching it in the theater right yeah. it's just like the, the, yep. the theater moments but even like watching it now and you can pick up on different things of how they can use that to set up other things that can come on um i think it's a movie that is just uh incredible yeah so. this really kicked off i think your complete obsession with oh MCU. absolutely yeah like before this i was more like you like oh, them, oh but... yeah like i'll go see the next marvel movie sure like whatever and then i saw avengers and i was like oh, what is this him and andy this is what everything can andy, be just like man yeah it changed and then like yeah. in the lead to iron man 3 that was the one that i was like obsessing over its yeah. marketing of like oh wait this trailer he gives pepper this little heart shape and i bet <laughs> that has a key so she can have an iron man suit of her own and then i was like getting <laughs> obsessed with agents of shield getting ready to start up and mm-hmm. uh yeah this movie really just did a huge number on my life um as i kind of talked about in the thanksgiving themed episode yeah. as well so uh yeah it, it's my number three josh Bring us down a little bit. <laughs> like you know, why do you hate this movie? <laughs> it's not so much that I hate this movie is that it, like, listen, the experience of the the experience for me seeing this movie is cool. It was actually my first Josh Whedon movie, Josh Whedon movie. So I was Same unfamiliar here. with his style, or you know, his tongue in cheek attitude, not tongue in cheek attitude, but his um like wink and nod attitude to you where you'll be like you know what i'm gonna do and i'm about to do it so here it is and it's all these like it's it's like um magnum pi but for superheroes in a lot of ways we are just like all right he's gonna do he's gonna do his signature thing he's gonna do it and then you you get all of that and it's cool and it's fun um the experience is something that i will not be able to forget because it's like the first time i got in line for a movie early mm-hmm. like on my own I'm like i gotta get to the line early to see this avenger movie it's gonna be <laughs> wild and fun and then i saw it like three times it i think it probably kicked off my love for movies mm-hmm. at least like in the modern era of like i'm gonna right go beyond to star wars movies. and stuff yeah yeah like i'm gonna go see this two or three times because it's such a good movie i like it was this first summer i had was like working so mm-hmm. like it was all that stuff but where i just don't push it past anything else is that now that i've seen other Avengers films in a lot of ways mm-hmm. where they can get, you can eke out more character and in, in all like Avengers of age things. of Ultron. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not exactly like <laughs> Avengers age of Ultron. Um, but you just, it's all kind of one note, mm-hmm. not one note, but um, it's all very surface and doesn't get to dig into anything more important than 
Loki is very sad and he's going to bring aliens <laughs> to Earth. And yeah. that's as far as we get. But it is still super fun. And I mean, like all of these movies, you can say that about. But as you move forward progressively, I like to think that the villains and things like that and message behind all of it kind of become more complex mm-hmm. with the exception of Guardians of the Galaxy. That's up my list for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, this might come as a surprise to you, but when I originally saw this movie, I thought it was extremely overrated. Shocker. I don't know if you remember that. Wonder um, if it was because Dark Knight Rises was around at the same time. That was around the corner. <laughs> but and I still think that's a better movie. Uh that's a different different topic. Sure. A movie will give no one his yeah. praise all day. But anyway, um I, over time I uh grew to realize how much I actually did like the Avengers. Um just I like the juggling of the characters was much more um impressive to me on yeah. repeat viewings. And um overall like that's the thing, like I've seen it like a lot now and like I don't get bored with any scene. So it's just it flows very nicely. Like and that's why it's bumped up to like a five out of five for me. Mm-hmm. Just over time. Like it's it's kind of weird. It's one of those rare movies I've had where over time I've grown to appreciate it more and more to the point of where it's like doesn't have a flaw now, you know? Yeah. To, like if you would have asked me a while ago, I'd been like Avengers definitely I would always whatever. I would be the guy that would be like, This is why it's not as good as you think it is. <laughs> type okay. guys. But now but, I watch it and I'm like, Oh, this is just so obvious. You but know, it's it, also just like so awesome too at the same is, time. Yeah, it is. Like when the Hulk come comes out for the first time, you're like, Oh, here we go. I don't know go. what it was. I think I was hyping myself up so much before it came out originally yeah. that I was just disappointed with it. Not to like a crazy extent. Like I still liked the movie, but walking out of the theater everyone was like that's like better than the dark knight and i was just like get the heck out of here what yeah, are you talking about that's kind of what i think that's threw me a little it. sour but that being said like yeah i've grown to really appreciate this over time okay and then, yeah fair enough yeah it's that's uh, my number six now, i fell so. away right. because it just became obvious but yeah I uh it. yeah i mean I'm, i do i do think the plot has been there done that it's a, like you can even argue, I, well, argue really i used to done i kind of is i used to argue this to Coop, or like not just Cooper, but like I used to say, Transformers three did it first, <laughs> and it had the same exact ending. <laughs> Avengers just did it way better, but <laughs> no, no doubt, Independence Day. Uh, but let's move on. Oh, actually, real quick, Amanda basically kind of echoed a lot of things that I said. That it really was the beginning uh, for her. She loved the process of pulling the team together. She loves Loki as the villain. Um, as well as the band coming back together on the behalf of Colton, which, uh, yeah, big points there, even though I didn't want to see Phil Coulson die. But they all come together because of Coulson, and even though Nick Fury kind of tricked him with the bloody cards, but that's okay. But I will say, though, too, Natasha Romanoff's coming out party is this movie, and when she gets Loki to speak about Bruce Banner monster yeah and then and then just oh that was all so of a sudden great. Yeah. just turns around you're like what by yeah. like your everyone's in the minds in the theater just exploded because you're like Scarlett Johansson just totally played him what there's so many great moments too just like the scene where she's tied up on a chair yeah and gets yep. out of it like that was great too right. I yeah. mean yeah the very business casual like attitude everyone's like we're getting the Avengers together. Uh, go get them. And then she's like, oh, fine, I'll go get Banner, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah that, she's, like, so she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, okay, fine. Like, Can somebody else go get Stark? And she's like, <laughs> yes. oh, no, we've got Stark. I need you to get the big guy. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that's where the uh, kind of Nats Banner stuff kind of was laid a little bit maybe there. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to our number four. That would be Thor Ragnarok coming in hot <laughs> at number four. Uh, this is Amanda's number one 
movie. I appreciate Amanda so much so, for putting that there. Josh has it at Thank three. You. Colton has it at seven, and I may get some flack for this, but I have it at number ten. Um, but let's uh, let me first read Amanda's uh, thoughts on Thor Ragnarok, her favorite MCU movie. She says it has the best humor of any MCU movie by a mile. Blessed character. Blessed character development for the beloved returning characters in Thor, Loki, and Hulk, as well as a host of fun stuff for Valkyrie, Game Master, or the Grandmaster, and Hela. Thor comes home to himself in a way that I had been waiting for since the first film. Yeah. His relationship with Loki really shines. What better way to love your chaotic, na- neutral sibling than by asking them to trigger an apocalypse to order in order to save your people? And... and uh, gives depth to the confusing dy- dy- dynamic in previous films. The cinematography is brilliant and striking, super fun to watch. It's not my most viewed MCU film, only because it's so new. Also, Hulk is my spirit animal and my favorite Avenger, so to see both Hulk and Bruce have such cool moments in this film yeah, was this is special. the best we've seen the Hulk so far. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And it's just, and it takes the, what Guardians of the Galaxy did and just cuts loose Taika Waititi this mad genius who should (laughs) never have been allowed to get into a Marvel movie objectively by suit and tie business standards and this is just kind of like and I'll call this movie kind of like my inspiration because it's just like do wacky and weird and stupid stuff and you're going to get praise for it (laughs) and that because that's where Thor is just so funny Hulk butt (laughs) is the funniest thing this movie does and I laugh oh not the funniest thing but it's just so funny and you know like she said about Chris Hemsworth worth too like he did not peg him to be someone funny oh nobody did <laughs> really but ghostbusters which we had seen before this mm-hmm. was like the gateway drug yeah to charismatic yeah, he was in Chris. A, he was in vacation i think too. for like three minutes yeah. yeah but that's where his like first comedy i think mm-hmm. okay but yeah but like you know it's 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 all of that and it's just, it's having fun no matter what it's doing, except for our sad goodbye to Sir Anthony Hopkins, you know. But we, we get was started. Was it that sad, though? It was. I, I actually was like, oh, poor guy. I love Anthony I love Anthony I know. Hopkins you love him more than so maybe his own family. Much. <laughs> yeah, I, I maybe. That's why no, ready to eat on Transformers 5 and then Dude, he solved the movie. And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> I, Most I anticipated the year. really thought it was going to happen for that movie. Just but anyway, it, d- it did have good trailers. Got to give just, it that. Just so well done through every level. The I don't care what's going on attitude to all of this. Um, from I mean, from the opening, like which could have been done like a very epic fashion to, oh, we're just going to play. Uh, I don't even remember what they play. Yeah, the Led Zeppelin song. Led, Led Zeppelin over top and just get it out of the way real quick and then you know we meet core <laughs> kakuatiti's <laughs> lovable character who i hope returns oh in, he'll definitely be back uh, in endgame but um you know and then the, through all of these things and like the, co- the the colors and just the spirit of this the spirit of adventure in this one um is unmatched really yeah and that's all I got. What do you guys got? What's 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 great about? I'll, I'll say my only my only complaint with the movie is just the villain. That's that's it. Kate Blanchett is Hella. No, she's fine as Hella. It's just the the villain's just kind of like there. Oh, no, I don't she, think no, she's not there. That's the point. She comes out of the dark hell. She's basically no. Human. I mean, I just think I, there's like not a ton. Like, it, okay, it's not so much her character. It's just every time we go back to her, I'm like. Just get us back to Thor and oh, okay. Loki. Oh, and them. okay. That's kind of that's like yeah. I don't want to say she's a bad villain because I 
liked her the right. role. I'm just saying, like, her her scenes kind of dragged a little bit to the point of where I wanted to just be like, let's just get back to the other guys. Oh yeah, you're having yeah. so much. That's fun that's it. That's on... my one complaint with the movie. Okay, what's the um, called? The Sakar. Sakar. Yeah, I love. Yeah, the Grandmaster is so great. And his jazz. I love his. Uh, yeah, I love <laughs> his, his scene where he's just like his it's fingers my butt. <laughs> You know, on any other planet, I'd be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> years old on Sakar, and he's just like. Smiles really awkwardly. Answer. Then I love uh, like Chris Hemsworth's is, face in that scene where he's like, <laughs> "It is so Goldblum. It's, yeah. it's incredible." But yeah, I mean, there's not really other than what I just said. There's not really any complaints. I guess uh, Carl Urban's character was a little. Yeah, he's he's a little yeah. weaker, but I, the, oh, the, yeah, this is where Cooper doesn't like what they do. I just You're think so, I it does it it disrespects a little bit the Thor franchise that comes before it. Odin is the god of, or he's not the god, he's the king of Asgard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think his death is very emotional. It's very quick. It's fleeting. And it just like, it goes by because it's a plot point to get hell out. Um, and then it, he kills off all of the Warriors three and he would have killed off Sif if, if, except for Jamie Alexander's <laughs> schedule was too busy because she's doing <laughs> blind spotting. So like, Thank goodness for that show because otherwise we'd be without Sif and maybe she can come back in a future movie or something. But like, I think that just shows. I think that helped tell his character or villain out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, him. it's cool to see her come in and just instantly murder people. But it's like, but like those were like important people in the Thor franchise in the previous two movies, and like they don't even get like a setup scene. They're just like yeah. their first. They're just like, hey, Zachary Levi, fly to Australia real quick. You're dead. Which <laughs> is so funny. Yeah, That's Anthony the best Hopkins part. though. I think I do. I agree with Cooper more so on that, but I do really like the following like Loki Thor interplay that like less than a minute, but how he's just like, this is your fault because you, you're the one that put him here and all this. Oh yeah. You know, I think that's pretty well done, but yeah, overall I think it could have been more fleshed out. uh, We had the emotional son. (laughs) I'm proud of you moment with Thor and his dad. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't really need anything more than that. If anything, I just needed them to tell Loki. I've always been proud of you. Or something like that. And he, to some extent, he does. But, you know, I don't think we need to, like, get too wishy-washy about it. Like, I mean, it's a plot point. We have to have him I didn't, get out of the way. I, on, I didn't really mind that it wasn't that emotional, though, honestly. Yeah, it's not it's just, Ragnarok's yeah. fault. It's North mythology's fault, really. Uh, Blame no. the ancients, Cooper. I don't think more, Marvel's... But that being said... Do I did I need a flesh out moment? Cooper might have. I didn't really mind it not being yeah, there. I mean, um, I don't think I just was I like just get back to the funny quips and right. Like, I don't think know? Marvel really follows Norse mythology that carefully. They're like, <laughs> well, you know, in order for Hela to be here, we have to actually kill Odin. Like, but that's how it goes. Sure, but it's the MCU. They've taken liberties with the comic book storylines they're adapting from their own source material. I think they would take a few liberties with no. the Norse mythology if they felt like it would improve the story and the overarching nature of the universe. Did we so, talk about Tessa Thompson yet? No, but yeah, she's probably that, she's but, probably like yeah. one of the best parts of the movie. Like she is mm-hmm. so good as Valkyrie. I wish they just make her Thor or just have a Valkyrie solo movie where she gets the the power of Thor and like have her be like this totally awesome. I mean, she is already totally awesome, but like just have her be even more awesome and more powerful moving forward and uh yeah, I mean, she's great. Um, the Loki Thor interaction is the snake. The yeah, snake the snake. The snake joke is ever. one of the best jokes in the MCU. Like, I take it back. You know what I said about Iron Man three earlier? The mm-hmm. funniest thing in the MCU is the snake line. I, I, I that, think that's probably yeah, true. It just feels so. Imp- it, it is three L two. 
it is it is so good and uh, i mean yeah there's a there's a lot to like about thor ragnarok i just think and maybe it's it's tough because it does have two i think good to okay movies coming before it um where it's like all right how do we change this up in a way that audience are going to react to and they certainly did because people love thor ragnarok obviously by this list but also box office critics audience reactions everything else you can measure this movie's uh, love by i think that's because i used to i would probably put thor one up higher than normal but But it it knocks it down it it knocked it down because you see the potential of what a thor movie can do that's true and you're just like why do I even want to watch yeah. those? It's two like again, I can't you know? believe we've been pretending to be Shakespeare when we yeah. could have been like it could have been this for ten years. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. It's a really fun movie. It's it is. Uh, it's got great action, great characters, great humor. Um, it just you know in the overarching landscape of everything, which you know these movies are in some ways judged by. I just think it could have done a few things a little better, and and like that's nothing against Taika Waititi because he like. Didn't even watch the previous Thor movies when he made this movie. I love. Uh, He just kind of went in. He's like, I'm going to make a Taika Waititi movie. Great. Good for you. But maybe somebody with Marvel maybe should have been like, hey, let's add in a scene first showing like like them or even showing somebody telling Thor that all of his best friends just died. (laughs) Like, give him a little extra motivation. I I just find it so funny. That's like what irks you the most. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, which is fine. It's just it's just funny. Like, the Rainbow Bridge sequence, though, is just so... Yeah, like, oh, It kind of did for yeah. Thor what... I mean, he was already cool, but that kind of, like, put him on an upper... There's some, like, super mosaic yeah. shots that they build off of that Rainbow Bridge fight. Yeah. Especially right. where Thor's, Thor's coming, coming in, in That's like a painting. Mm-hmm. And the army of the dead is, like, climbing up to create, like, some kind of, like, spear. Yeah. Same with the sequence with Tessa Thompson, too. Yeah. Like, Valkyrie, like, mm-hmm. flying in on the horse... Uh, to take on uh, oh Hela. yeah, yeah. How that, they shot that, that shot is, is just great. Yeah, I wish maybe Two. they would have shown a little bit more for backstory or something. I don't know. I thought that huge of a complaint for me, but yeah. like you know, that was fine. Anything can be improved a little bit. But uh, let's move on to our number three, Captain America: Civil War. Comes number three. in at number three. That is correct. Uh, me and Colton both have it at number two, but Josh and Amanda come in at six and seven respectively. Ooh. Thank you, Amanda. Josh, you don't like Civil War. This is surprising. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I like Civil War because it's interesting. It has, at its core, it's an Avengers film that also deals with subject matter that I kind of think we should talk about. I mean, no, not that we should talk about, um, you know, veiled UN action or, uh, you know, whatever the case is going on here. But um, there's, there's something at the foundation of it that is like here is a political thing and i love these kind of like thought experiments and things like that you mm-hmm. versus the individual and so on and so on and so forth like that's undermining it and that's really great that's really cool um but then we get lost in the weeds with like and then the action's cool but it just becomes too much for me like too many chase scenes too many um i don't know i don't want to say explosions because it doesn't do that really well it does that really well. Um, and it's got a great core mystery mm-hmm. to pull on that thread with um, Zemo. Uh, but I don't think it juggles everything super well. Spider-Man, whom I love is in this, and mm-hmm. so glad he makes his debut, is rammed in. And kind of like a lot of things the Russo brothers do is just sort of just smash cut us to these different various locations and things like that. And we're kind of like, oh, we're losing a Bucky 
Captain America story here in service of drama and tension for Iron Man and Captain America. Yeah, I think the story is, as much as it's about you know Bucky and Steve's relationship, it's also about Tony and Steve. Yes, it's and sort of like... That's weird. where I think the movie, for me, just really drives it home. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have liked to focus on one or the other, but like, what do you do when both your best friends hate each other? Exactly. One of them <laughs> killed the other one's mom. <laughs> yeah, but makes, both parents. Right. Yeah, it makes quite a And he a, knew about it the whole time. It didn't say anything. Uh, you know? yes. Well, he well, I mean, he wouldn't have said it. anything. But, well, that, doesn't that the end where he's like... He, when, when he, he say like, yes. When, when he sees the, the, the tape, Tony's like, Steve, do you know about this? And I believe he said yeah. something along the lines of like, uh, you know, I, I, I had suspicions or something, but like he never he knew yes. for sure. I think he says yes. Because hmm. I gotta go rewatch Civil War. Yeah. Steve oh, no. knew basically. Yeah, yeah, I think he, I think he knew for the most part, but he like never had like <clears throat> confirmation. Like he's like, hey Buck, did you ever kill two people called Stark? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> what Bucky tells awesome, him when we get away cut from away from, from the um, from the warehouse. He's got his arm in the clamp. And he's like, is there anything else I need to know? And then they cut away. Uh, that's a leap. No, it's not. Because then all of a sudden, next thing we know, <laughs> the next thing we see is... I don't think he would bring that up, really. Him questioning Stark, or Stark questioning him. And he's like, uh, and then that's... Whenever they're like, is there, if, there's, if there's ever a cutaway, and then there's important information that comes like later, like Big Shock, and the guy acts not surprised, uh-huh. that's what you missed. But um, but that's where I let, it, let okay. go. And then everything else in Civil War is terrific. I think yeah. it's the best. Yeah. Black use. Panther is actually the standout for me in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, I think this is the best we've ever seen of him. I mean, we don't get into that argument, oh. but <laughs> yeah, him just... and Spider Man too. I would say Spider Man. This is the best we've seen of Spider Man as oh, well. Oh no, okay, that's wrong. But um, <laughs> in the MCU, yeah, it's so wrong. Like in action, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Oh, well, you, there's a movie called Infinity War. I don't know if you've seen it with Spider Man. Yeah. Like, okay, I still Civil War. He's. Suit has legs. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> we'll, okay. we'll we'll get that there. That he does it. That he has uses in one scene. We'll we'll get there very soon. Um, as we're already moving into Infinity War talk, we'll move away from Civil War. I, don't, um, I didn't get to talk about. Civil oh, War. okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then the no, I'm just saying Civil War is like War. borderline number one for me. I I agree. It is my number two. <laughs> but like it, yeah. I mean, no. Please, there's no, no there's no flaw with this there's movie. No flaw. No flaw. I think the only thing that it was like. Made me worry is like, all right, an army of super villains, like just like but Bucky, then they kill and, them the, and then yeah, and it's then so they great. Yeah, subvert your expectations again. I think Bruce is very good at doing that. Where uh, Zemo's a great villain, yeah. no matter what anyone else says. Really. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone. No, I agree. No. Oh, I mean, some people are like, well, he, his plan doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah, all uh, the plans rely a, on some matter it, of it is a little co- coincidental. But sequence, yeah, it, all the chases hands didn't bother me. So yet. They just got even better and better as the movie went on. I yeah. thought um, the whole, actually, I would say the whole sequence with uh, them trying to catch Bucky and him and Cap, like Cap's helping him like escape, mm-hmm. and then Black Panther's chasing him at the same time. Yeah, and then you got Falcon coming in. It's just yeah, so yeah, great. it is. Um, anything else you want to say about Civil War? You got it um, all? I mean, just love this movie. I don't think there's a flaw yeah. with it. Um, I love the Bucky and Falcon head nod when Steve oh, and yeah, Sharon finally kiss. Like, oh, yeah. Great yeah. little moment there. Yes. Um, also, um, and that's a good relationship that builds out of this. To say about it? Amanda Where'd said she, have it again? she had it uh, at number seven, so she's the lowest of all mm-hmm. of us. 
she said that Civil War has the grit of the real world in it. The Sokovia Accords look like our real world politics. The division between people who want the same thing but can't agree on how mm-hmm. to get there is head rent or is heart wrenching. Uh, the reason it falls a little lower on the list for me is because we have been hyped up so far to expect major death, and I walked away feeling a little bit like they had chickened out. That being said, I think the rift between Tony and Cap has a lot of reality in it. These are men who respect uh, the heck out of each other, and um, but when their broken pieces crash together, people get cut open. Plus, I love me some Wanda and Vision, so I love the tension of that divide a whole lot. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, except for the... You were expecting a death thing. I think we I were think, all expecting I th- that, Yeah, right? but I've been expecting Cap to die for like six MCU movies now. So like the, I really the way they just keep uh, changing it, I, I think it's great. I thought I, I kind of expected that too. And then the scene where he has the shield right yep. over Iron Man, I was like, he's going to decapitate him. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. The MCU <laughs> got real dark real quick. And uh, I mean, it got pretty dark there. Yeah, like, no, it does. But it's like Captain Tony Stark with but Captain America would uh, send him over an edge. Where it's like, but like even in that moment, we're like that doesn't make sense with Cap. Like he would obviously be the one that sticks in the arc reactor as he does. But like in that moment, you're like, he's gonna do it. It bring the tension. And so, to that's good. Josh, that's good point. to your credit, thank you. I do, I do see how you could say that you kind of felt like Spider Man got shoehorned in a little bit. Oh yeah, because. We just right. never heard well, about him. It literally, it, it was literally a shoehorn. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It's just like they okay. had they had two different scripts. They were starting shooting. Yeah. They're like, hey, by the way, the script uh, that with Spider Man, you should use that because we just acquired the rights to him or mm-hmm. to share the rights. Like, right. oh, great. Uh, quick, cast Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, and then and like also, it's just sort of like you could totally tell that his two scenes right. in the film are. Uh, you know, like they were done last second. They were done last second. Right. They, they, there was. You get to see Tom Holland's face when he takes off his mask on the airport, mm-hmm. just like use like four feet of space on a random lot somewhere, yep. and then the the bedroom set. That's that's right. it. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. It's probably four days of filming for Tom Holland, yep. but get all the voice work and everything too. But let's move on to our number two. I know. I don't is. know what it's going to be because we're so close here. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay. So both of you guys' number ones. Um, so I am a little surprised. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I know. I knew you were going to be mad at me later. Josh. Yeah. Now. Um, but the reason we can it, hug now. The, the reason it falls down a little bit is actually Amanda has it at eleven. Wow. Um, because she I'd said love to hear what probably she another one that will seem weird or blasphemous to be low on the list. <laughs> Not blasphemous. She is, <laughs> according to Colin, yes. Uh, I, I think just... I think it's a good film. I've never been able to quite put my finger on why I don't think or why I don't like it as much as other MCU films. I just don't. The pacing feels a little off somehow, and I felt uh, like we didn't get quite enough of Bucky. All that said, I love how ingrained in the universe movie feels. It also fleshes out Cap exceptionally well to set us up to Civil War. So I don't think... I mean, I don't agree with her criticism there. I mean, I mean, it's just that it, that's more of a personal. That, it, yeah, thing. it's a personal yeah. thing of like, oh, I don't like it as much as the other movies. That's what we've been dealing with this last hour we've been recording. But uh, the Bucky thing, I think we, I think we get the right amount of him. Where it's the Winter Soldier mystery. We don't know who we, or people who maybe aren't familiar with the comics don't know who this is. Mm-hmm. And then once they reveal it, uh, I think they do enough time spending um, Steve's reaction to it. Bucky being um, in prison, tortured, mind wiped. Um, And then the ultimate conclusion on the helicarriers is so satisfying um, where he's just Bucky just beating the crap out of him. And he's just like, I have to, you're you're my mission. He's like, then finish it. 
I'm with it to the line, pal. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh gosh, yep. Are you serious? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so good, and uh, yeah, it's got some of the best hand-to-hand combat in the MCU. Um, it's yeah, it is. This is the one where it's like my top two. I think are pretty firm, but then depending on the day, the Winter Soldier and the Avengers will flip flop. Okay, so. I yeah. so respect that. Thank you. Um, the Winter Soldier for me, it's not so Not the much, great action movie. <laughs> it's, listen, stop. Like, I said it was okay at number two, all right? Like, and I don't know why you guys are, like, beat me over the head with that. I just thought Iron Man was better. No, that, and that is, as we've learned <laughs> doing these episodes, that is a personal opinion, and that is fine. Okay. But why I'm going to put this over the top of Iron Man 3, which I had number four on my list, like... um we'd said last episode before Colton and I um, got <laughs> went fist to cuffs, but it's the story. It's the espionage thriller, political thriller woven underneath that asks all of these questions about us information. Um, and like in some ways like justice and but it doesn't go deep dive onto that last one. But when Captain America's like, yeah, uh, neutralizing threats before they happen like that is <laughs> that is like that is absolutely tyranny in every yeah. sense of the word and Nick Fury is just like huh like <laughs> just doesn't get it flat out and it's like a minority report type of deal right? yeah yeah no it's exactly that yeah. and then that's why it's so cool mm-hmm. and that's why like the Russos with this movie kind of like put them next to Spielberg and so I mean and they, not in terms of craftsmanship, but in terms of just story execution. I think the Russos are kind of like on that. Way. Holy they keep cow! Out of the park like they have been. They gotta define a signature style. But anyway, they can, I think uh, the signature styles are signature billion style. dollar blockbusters. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I mean, like I think Winter Soldier gave, yeah, yeah. like was so different. Yes. Than what had it come before. And right. I mean, they've kind of mimicked the tone in Civil War and Infinity War, but yeah, just like the like I. I can, will never forget the first time I saw this movie, like how it just completely knocked me flat on my face. Like I didn't see this one coming, mm-hmm. like as good as it was. Um, well, and also the twist that, I mean, I know you had it spoiled for you, I did, but, but that, that didn't Hydra movie, had infiltrated though. shield. Yes. That is one of the only times I can remember audibly gasping in a movie. Just been like, yeah, I remember. What? Did he that. just whisper? Did Gary Shandling just whisper hell Hydra? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. The way they did Zola too. Like, yeah, realistically, really cool. was pretty awesome. Just like yeah. the whole, I don't know how to pinpoint it. I love this movie. I just like there's a mo- it's the most modern day film that speaks to something. It's the most. It almost doesn't feel film. like a superhero movie. Yeah, in a lot of ways, like we're watching um, some kind of like we like I kind of like talked about with Black Panther, like some kind of like social economic thing where you're like all this information and data and Facebook and Snapchat and Twitter that you're using is being collected and harvested and we're going to figure out who you are and what you'll do and use it against you somehow. In this case, literally zap you to death with a ray gun, you know, yeah. from the sky. I think this is probably my favorite Black Widow's ever been as well. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, Falcon's yep. just, his introduction is so well done, I think. Right. Like when he comes up on the roof with it <laughs> and he's like, Got the back shot of his wings folding in. I was just like, I wanted to like stand up and <laughs> mm-hmm. cheer. It's such a good it was moment. so awesome. And then, uh, yeah, just like that whole highway scene. I we might have mentioned this earlier, but no, I think I think that was off air. They, okay, <laughs> yes. off air. But the, just the hand to hand combat and like the whole scene, just like the intensity of it. Yeah, just like you get Black Widow like 
fighting and running for cover. You get mm-hmm. like the brutality of like Captain America just getting blown away by that yeah. by that yeah. grenade launcher, and then he like ends up in the bus. The bus goes flying, um, just like one thing after the other just builds and up. And then the great punch where Bucky yeah. punches the shield, and that sound that just rings out. Oh, mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, but it just then, felt real. Exactly. Yeah. But it draws me back real quick to like why I have this number one, though, too. Uh-huh. It's like I love Captain America's number two for me. Okay. Behind um, Spider-Man? Behind Spider-Man. Uh, but what I love is when we open, it's Steve Rogers just trying to figure things yeah. out. Got to watch and Star Wars. He's got to watch <laughs> Star Wars. Listen to um, what's-his-name's album. Uh, Anthony Marvin Gaye. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And... You're like, oh, that's right. He's playing catch up, and he's like get, making pop culture lists. The internet's and been a big like help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's his it's his golden retriever optimistic attitude being put to work and put on full display, and you know the questioning of power and all of these sorts of things that like he gets into is like that's a great Captain America moment, mm-hmm. and. For better or for worse, agree or disagree with like some of like his ultimate choices or whatever, um, like the idea of like always what's right, cut and dry, go for it. Yeah, still is in this movie. Well, even if it's and not it, right, it's what he believes is right. Yeah, and then it, this kind of builds into his character for the future. You know, mm-hmm. the Civil War. Yeah, it's the Civil War. The, the continuity between these two movies is exceptional. The dynamic too between like. Him and Nick Fury too, right? Like, just, like, like you, I already mentioned it. Yeah. Nick Fury, best he's ever been too. Because why like I love, yeah, Captain America, best he's ever been up mm-hmm. to that point. I would say, right? Um, but I mean, I think Winter Soldier in a lot of ways does a really good job of reshaping the MCU as we move forward. Like, well, especially with the Hydra twist. The Hydra That's... twist obviously changed a lot of things, but it also sets a it sets a different tone. I think as we move into um, the end of Phase Two. And then as we get into phase three, Civil War continues that in a really well way of making sure that we're not getting too crazy. Like, yeah, we just dealt with, you know, fighting giant aliens coming from the sky in a wormhole before, a couple years ago. But we're still in this grounded universe. We're still going uh, hand-to-hand combats in the streets. We're having incredible elevator fights and Captain America jumping out of an elevator and slamming into the floor below and, like, walking away totally, totally unscathed. Um, it is, I mean, it, it really is an successful movie and just, like, when you talk about it, I'm just like, four? What am I thinking? And I'm just like, yeah. but like, but like, can I really put it up? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. That's what's great about these uh, movies. Did we get Amanda? This is like... Uh, yes, I did. I was okay. going to say, too, um, this is like, if it weren't for The Dark Knight, this would be my favorite superhero movie ever. Totally so, agree. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's move on to... Kind of deal with the same things, too, when you think about it. In a way. Yeah. They're both, like, realistic in that regard. Yeah, they're both very grounded. Yeah. Well, I mean... That's uh, the word, th- yeah. I meant thematically. I don't know if I'd say... Thematically... Massive gunboats blowing up in the Potomac. Well, I mean, that's not even... That's still, like, in the realm of what they've introduced. It's probably the least wise, likely, but... Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Patriot Act-ish. Gotcha there. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the number one MC movie... Also, one of the more recent ones, it is Avengers Infinity War, which I was actually kind of surprised to see it land here. Um, Did you uh, pull some strings? I did not. I promise you. It's because Amanda had Winter Soldier. It is. It is. Amanda kind of pulled it down, um, even though Josh did his darndest to try to pull Infinity War down. I put it where it belonged (laughs) for me. All right. Well, you had an eight, um, but uh, Infinity War, other than that, is a top three movie for me, Colton, and Amanda. I have it at one. Amanda has it at two. Colton has it at three. Uh, Amanda said 
I don't know if I need to say more. Ten years of films uh, coming together an epic connection of plots and characters and worlds and ending that actually hurt me so much. I went through the five stages of grief over the course of weeks after seeing this movie. It's <laughs> groundbreaking, gorgeous, and everything the franchise has been hoping to be. And yeah, I think uh, if this ending does not leave you shocked and without any words to say... Um, I don't really know how that's possible. I would check yourself a little bit and be like, were you watching the movie? Did you, you understand what's happening? Have any mo- Did, yeah. Are, any are you connection interested to the in I mean, MCU? but I think the great thing about this movie is that it can have that payoff even for people who haven't been invested for 10 years. Like, I know when I saw it uh, opening night, saw it with two of my sisters and one of their boyfriends, um, now fiance, and uh the one of my sisters had only seen uh, like a couple of the movies, the other one, Riley, I had caught her up on everything before the movie. So she was like fresh, ready to go. Both of them, same reaction. <gasps> oh my gosh. Both of them like, oh my gosh, they just, they just killed Spider-Man. Like that's impossible. How, why mm-hmm. would they do such a thing? Um, Monsters. but then I also think the great, like the great thing about Infinity War, the Russo brothers, the direction style, the MCU, um, is that even if you're not familiar, they can still bring in something like the red skull. Everybody who's been watching these movies for years are like, <gasps> "Yeah, no way!" Casual audience is going to be like, "I don't know who that is." Mm-hmm. It's a big deal, but knowing that he's Red Skull and fought Captain America in 1940 and tried to get the Tesseract before isn't really that important. All you know is he is some weird, ghostly-looking figure on this weird planet, and he is a protector of the Soul Stone. So you it can just have helps out with your enjoyment of right, it. Right, like a yeah, bit. if you if you've seen the movies, you get oh, so this is why Cap and Tony aren't talking. But if you haven't seen those other movies, it still explains. Listen, we had a pretty big falling out, <laughs> so like okay, you guys are not on speaking terms. Got it. We can move forward, and everything else it just really goes forward. It tells me from Thanos' perspective something that a comic book movie, most movies do not try to do, mm-hmm. showing a movie from the villain and actually having the audacity to have the movie end with the villain actually winning and achieving his goals and sitting happily while your heroes are just like left either dusted or staring at the dust. And you're just like, I, it, it is so uncommon that I think the um, ability to, like Amanda said, pull everything together for 10 years and make it a satisfying conclusion to this single story, the previous 10 years, but also still leave enough questions and enough story to be told in Avengers Endgame uh, in 2019, it uh, really does something, I think, truly, truly special. So I'm happy that it came at number one. But Colton. Yeah, and I have no no qualms for it being number one either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, it's... It, I, it met all my expectations and exceeded them. Mm-hmm. So what more can you want? Right. Sure. You know? It's your number two? Yes. So it's or number three. Yes, number sorry. Three. Uh, ju- or Civil War and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I don't really have any complaints with Infinity War. I really okay. have no issues with it yeah. whatsoever. Great moments. Uh, Thanos is pro- is the best villain that we've seen from Marvel. You can make an argument for Killmonger, but I think Thanos overall he just he did more for me to where like every time he was on entered a scene, you were just like someone could interested die. Yeah. what he's gonna uh-huh. do. Yeah, someone yeah, could too. die. You know when they established that immediately, so that way that has he, that effect. It had so many characters in it, and what it was able to do, it gave every like. Mostly everyone their own little moment mm-hmm. to make you care about them. Like it put a lot more emphasis on uh, Gamora and his relationship mm-hmm. than I was expecting to, and uh, I loved it for that as well. And then yeah, the Red Skull. It's just got a lot of little like things here or there that you aren't really 
expecting, but when they happen, you're just like, whoa, can't believe that they just did that, yeah. you know, type, type thing. So, yeah, I mean, it just met all my expectations and exceeded them. And we got to see Cap and Black Panther run. Yeah. Foot <laughs> the, to foot oh, the Thor Wakanda, entrance. The Thor um, entrance. Uh-huh. An iconic entrance moment so in great. history. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I feel like Infinity War. How it played it, with like, the snap, emotions. Thor's entrance. I feel like there's like mm-hmm. already moments that you know, less than a year after it came out. Maybe this is just me and the circle I run in, but like I feel like that's like they're both like iconic scenes in movie history. Now. It toyed with our emotions too, and kind of like messed around with them a little bit because like uh, the Russos knew what everyone was expecting to happen, so they kind of played around with it and had all the remain like the original Avengers were the only ones left, mm-hmm. right, they, barring a, cu- a few yeah, like Rocket a and Nebula yeah. and stuff. But um, where was I getting at here with this? So basically, they knew where they they yeah they like, knew where uh, we uh, the Iron was Man going. scene in particular when uh, they're fighting. You're just like, oh, this is going to be the end of Iron Man. Yep, he stabs him. You're just like, when it's happening, you're like crap. I don't want this to happen. <laughs> right, like I thought I was ready for it, but I'm not. <laughs> and then he like he ends up surviving. You just they kind of play with mm-hmm. your emotions in that way, like throughout the whole movie. And then you just see Gamora get thrown off a cliff, and you're just like, well, didn't see that one coming either. No, right. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. The franchise leading female characters <laughs> died. <laughs> what? Uh, but Josh, eight. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. It's I a re- five out of five. I know. Or has um, it gone down? No. It, I mean, I'll, um, I've seen it tw- three times, two and a half, two and a half, I think. So, like, it's there. Listen, and I it's genius is the concoction of characters that it takes and mixes up and then, or like picks up shuffles and throws on the board and lets you have fun with some of them the same, some of them new. And there's those like, Oh, like remember when Tony Stark and Dr. Strange and Spider-Man are all fighting in New York. I'd be like, yeah, I love that. Remember when Thor and Rocket and baby Groot and Peter Dinklage as a giant <laughs> uh, dwarf, Yep. Whatever the case, yeah, yep. yeah, tree exactly the dwarf. are in the binary star making something, and you're like, yes, that's great too. <laughs> Let's more of that. And you're like, remember when Thor did this thing? And like, it's it's all like that stuff. But outside of that collection uh, of moments, which are laid down perfectly because of the track that had come before it by the Russos and every other uh, Marvel director and mm-hmm. Kevin Feige and all the writers. Like, it's just kind of like, for me, I know this isn't going to be the dramatic end for these people. As the dustings happened, the decimations, I was just kind of like, Spider-Man, I know you've got another movie coming up, man. (laughs) I know you're filming right now. (laughs) Nice try. Or Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has already been, like, being talked about or put on the slate. And there's, like, all all these things that work where it felt like... There, aside from Loki, there's no f- finality to uh, it. Heimdall, come on. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, and you know, of course, I don't want to forget Sir Idris Elba. He's not, he hasn't been knighted yet, but he will. Um, so all, like, it's just, I walked out thinking, what a cop out in a lot wow. of ways. Although... I enjoyed like every second of it, and I knew there was another part to this movie. I knew it was pitched as part one, part two, yeah. the entire way through. I couldn't help but think they really kind of didn't want to commit to anything here. Like Black Panther just made one point two billion dollars, and you're 
getting rid of him no come on now <laughs> that doesn't seem right and like and that's kind of like where it just lost its luster to okay. me and then aside from all of that there's nothing at its core other than Thanos is gonna go get the power gems and punch the sky until everyone dies or whatever the case is you know or snap his finger and then like that's it so, and I know it's dramatic to comic book readers and iconic but at the end of it, I'm like, I kind of need more than just, oh, no, people are going to go away for a little bit, and then we're going to go make more money again. So, I don't know. It's not that I don't not like it. It's just, like, uh, it drops because there's nothing really to it other than we're going to fight the big purple dude. Okay. I'll be interested to see if but this changes it. after like, Endgame. I, like it. I think yeah, yes. it, I, it had, like, an epic scope feel to me, like, mm-hmm. when I was watching it. Like, I'm not, okay, don't get mad at me if I'm going to compare it to Lord of the Rings here. I but, knew you were going to say but, Lord of the yeah. Rings, though. So, like, That's you know so how weird. when you're watching, like, Return of the King and yeah. how it's such a long movie and you go through segments where you're, like, mm-hmm. watching certain people's journeys? I kind of felt that way in Infinity War. You're like, about, yes. Where it was, like, to that, it had that epic scope to where, like, you get back to another, like, for example, like, you get away from Tony Stark and Spider-Man for a while, right. and then it goes back to them, and you're just like, oh, I almost forgot about their plot, but uh, yes. that's how great the movie is. Yeah, you're like, so, oh, yeah. Aragorn has an army of the undead, yeah. and they're just getting <laughs> off the ships in the river? So, Where yeah. did that came out of nowhere? Right. And you're like, oh, wait, no, an hour ago, I saw what he was doing. Yeah, that kind of, that gave me the feel when I was watching it like that I had when I watched, that like, Return of the comparison. King for the first time. That was so yeah. funny, I knew you were going to go there with that. As soon as you are like, well, I was about to say it, and then you, like, you grabbed my thought. But... The only difference there is there's no moment where Throto throws the ring in the fire. And I know it's not the conclusion. Don't get mad at me. But there's no moment where I'm like, that's what that movie was about. Or, you know, there was like a, a satisfying conclusive part there. And I know it's a two-part movie and they have to have a cliffhanger. But there's no moment even throughout all that where you're like, oh, that's a real emotional thing to grab onto. We didn't have there that. There's plenty of emotional moments. Uh, are, you, are you talking about just like from like a plot standpoint or no just character i mean you can be like but can spider-man's is that really it is but far from home had already been announced and held up by yeah Parker. i don't know for me so, you know i, I, I always just it. think that like i think i think that it's a fair criticism i guess because we do have the knowledge of what else is to come but also i think if you look at it in the moment without knowing all right all this stuff is going to happen that for a lot of people, um, that's how they they would see Infinity War. They would experience it as a single movie, um, or not knowing that Tom Holland is currently on set filming another sure. Spider-Man solo movie potentially, or even without us knowing exactly how Endgame wraps up, because we don't know. You, we can say now that well, yeah, they they dusted Black Panther and uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, but like it's not going to matter because they're all going to come back and it's going to be fine. Yeah. We say that now, but we don't know how they're going to be brought back. We don't know what they're going to be like after they're brought back. Um, I don't think it's as straightforward as this is a cop-out to trim the roster so they can do a smaller ode to the original six in the fourth one. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't probably accuse them like of that part right there. Like You're doing this just so we can have Captain America for more of it or whatever the case is. Cause I, I like that idea a ton. Um, but where it is is sort of like there's the finality here is, oh, come by next time, uh, or stop in next time, you know, and see what else we've got cooked up, because they have to keep doing this. The constant continuation with... You're saying it kind of loses its stakes a little bit? It loses its stakes. And the part that 
bugged me the most about this new trailer for Endgame was part of the journey is the end. And I'm like, this isn't the end, though, everybody. But um, it's, it could be the end for those characters. Right, like, but they need there's to a, write there's a different, their end. Like, don't well, be coy with me. Well, I mean, there's a difference between being the end of, you know, when when I die, you know, the earth and life itself is going to continue on without me. Mm-hmm. So it'll be the end for me and my story, but it's not the end of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And if I, I if I am if I'm the you know central person in my own story, like <laughs> yeah, like Maybe. that'll be a big thing. But as the universe progresses without me, then sure. it'll be fine. Ooh, maybe there's a good argument to be made that the MCU is indicative of life itself. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, Thanos know. is like the big bad of the MCU so far, so I think that's kind of they're hinting at like either way he's got to go or mm-hmm. they've got to go. You know, or the yeah. Avengers franchise. Because like you can still have the on ice. Like Doctor Doom just got bought. I can't wait to see what they do with him. Hopefully, they do him sooner sooner rather than later. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, lots of possibilities, and I mean, yeah, I, I think that, I think that's the the most common criticism I've probably heard of Infinity War is just that. And it doesn't make it any less of a bad movie. It's just where it sits in my right right of ranking. Because like I said, give it a five of five. I probably like give it a five of five again. Okay, had to. It, for you, it is below. Iron Man, mm-hmm. Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. Iron Man 3, yep. Thor Ragnarok, right. uh, Black Panther, yep. and Winter Soldier. So. All five movies. Five or five. Okay. Well, I think that is it, which this will probably end up splitting into three parts. <laughs> because uh, Top five. Yeah, we'll top probably do a, the, the bottom ten, the middle five, and then the top five. All right. So whichever um, end you're hearing this on, right. congrats. So, you made it. Yeah, you've listened all the way through uh, two and a half hours of content as we <laughs> go through 20 movies. Um, and that is not exactly what we did here. So obviously we spent a lot of time doing this. We would love to hear your guys' thoughts on not only our rankings, but do your own top uh, 20 MCU movies or not top 20, just rank all of them because there's only 20 right now uh, before Captain Marvel comes out in March. So we would love to hear your thoughts um, on everything we covered. You can tell us your thoughts by tweeting us at friends and film. Um, but in the meantime, you can subscribe to our show friends and film um, on Apple podcasts and everything else you can find online but in the meantime be sure to share and retweet our episodes as well um and while you're on apple podcasts uh be sure to leave us a five-star review with comments so it's why you listen to these episodes um if it's specifically because of these list episodes then even let us know more we'll maybe try to do even more of them get colton back and do more least uh, listies or whatever it's whatever they're called <laughs> leak these uh, lists there we go um but in the meantime be sure to follow me personally on twitter at movie cooper and coops underscore hoops and you can get at me josh at just joshua ryan and you can find me at I believe in blue 88 and again i want to give a shout out to amanda morris uh, at call me maynard i believe on twitter um for giving us uh you know her thoughts and helping input uh some very different uh positioning for some of these movies so uh, i think it led to some good discussions all around so uh hopefully you'll be back here soon amanda um but in the meantime thanks again for tuning into the offense on podcast josh amanda colton thanks for coming in colton josh cooper thanks for having me oh And on that note, be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.